Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of LA Countdown. My name is Nolan Ezit, and I'm joined with Ian, Nick, and Ava. Um, since this is mainly about LA sports, I think it's only right that we start with the Dodgers, since they've recently been eliminated from the playoffs. What are your guys' thoughts on that? It was just an epic collapse. I mean, watching those games, you I think the biggest thing is, yes, they have all the talent and everything they need to go on and win the World Series, but they were just missing like an emotional leader kind of of sorts. You know, you look in the dugout, you look when they're on the field, there's just no fire in them. Whereas on the Padres, you know, you have a Juan Soto or Manny Machado who like has some fire to them, has some a little bit of grit almost. You know, you're just, I think the Dodgers are missing kind of a player and a force like that that can be an emotional guy, whether it's good or bad, you know, or you want it to be good, but they're missing an emotional guy who can really lift the spirits of the team when they're like not doing well or people are in a slump. I think that's one of the biggest factors that they're missing. Yeah, and the, I mean, Dodger fans are fed up. It's year after year, have a great team, go to the playoffs and lose to either division series or championship series. And then that COVID year, when we won the World Series, I, I, for me, I don't even know if I should count that as a real World Series. But I think it comes down. So, yeah, we had a great team, but we never played in any must-win matchups for the whole year. I think our last win matchup was like when we were in a division battle with the Padres, which is like mid-season. And always the hottest team in October is the one that wins. And we had no fire. Even the last couple games, we lost, I think, the last two of the three two of our last three games and it just shows like you need to have fire in October to be able to win and compete against these good teams yeah I feel like some of that also falls on the the manager too like mm -hmm. like you said like Dodgers have been one of the best teams in the league for the past like five six years but it seems like every year they end up like falling short and obviously like their roster and their um, bullpen is is loaded to the brim with talent they have one of the highest payrolls in the league but you know, every year they, they end up uh, falling a little bit short. So it might be time, honestly, for, for Dave Roberts to go. What do you guys think about that? Well, I don't know about the Dave Roberts yet. <laughs> I mean, what do, what do you, what else do you, I mean, you want to win. It's so, but it's so hard to win the World Series. No, it, it is definitely. But but and when you have 100, I, 111 wins, like you should be able to make it out, out of the They're division series. They're poised to do it. Best should. of three. Like. And in terms of being hot, I mean, Freddie Freeman, whether he said this as just to get the media to be quiet or not. He said they've been hot all year. Yeah. You got to be hot in October. If you're exactly. one of the best teams yeah. ever, you have to you have to at least make it out of the division series. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a huge Padre fan, and so I was really happy about <laughs> yeah. that series. I, I was excited, but I kind of counted us out before the season started, or not before the season started, before the series started. Um, I mean, the Dodgers were the better team in the regular season. Of course, during that series, they were not the better team. The Padres were the better team. Our pitching was great. Our, our hitting was great. Our fielding was great. Everything about us, we we really showed up. But talking about Dave Roberts going, I don't know if that I don't know if that's what I would do. I think the Padres just played a great series. The Dodgers still did fine. I mean, they still had an amazing team. Um, I think it was just a once in a lifetime performance from the Padres. You also look at the atmosphere at Petco Park. It, it was. You also look at the atmosphere at Petco Park. It was incredible. It was really nothing that Petco's ever seen. Uh, game three was um, was amazing at Petco, and that it's just all, all around the pitching. It, it really it really helped the pitchers. I think it was it was Blake Snell who said that that was the best pitching environment he's ever been in. So I think a lot of it just had to do with 
the whole city of San Diego coming together and really rooting for this team, and, and that gave them the energy. I don't think it was anything wrong that the Dodgers did. Definitely, yeah. but I mean, it still gets back to the point, if you're one of the best teams ever, you have to be able to handle the toughest environments. You know, they're loaded with talent. They have experience from, like, Freddie Freeman, who won one last year. Like, I'm sure the World Series, that's also crazy environments, you know? And then just the way to lose that game three, having a 3-0 lead the whole game, mm-hmm. and then what was it, the eighth or seventh inning? Seventh. Seventh inning. You had nine outs to win the game and then try to compete, win the next game, and then try to compete in L.A. It's just just five, letting five runs in the seventh is just it's insane. Absolute choke job. And losing Absolute the season joke. like that after just, having they, the best run differential ever and mm-hmm. having the top one of the, I think the, I think the best top 25 teams in MLB history based off win record, it's just, it's sad. It gets back to, Ian, what you were saying about their emote. Like, the, they didn't have a fire in them. Like, after that seventh inning, like, they looked like they were already packing the buses to go home and stay there, you know? No, exactly. It was just sad to see because, I mean, you would think that we would get at least a hit. But I think <laughs> after that ending, we had no hits at all, I want to say. And it's just tough way to end the season. And uh, I, I don't know, because I saw the uh, owner of the Dodgers or the general manager speak, and he, he doesn't even know what to say. He doesn't know if he has to look at the way he built his roster or the way they need to build a team to win in October. But that's the way you should build every team to win in October, not to win. I mean, you got to win during the regular season to make it October, but you need some fire. And I think it comes down to having someone on, in the, on the bench or someone that's hitting to live up the team. And you saw Manny Machado. And, then, and the Padres didn't even have one of their best players in Tatis who got mm-hmm. suspended earlier in the season. Just imagine if they had him. Like, I don't know. I think the Padres are a wrecking force. And even though they lost uh, last night, I think, I don't know. I'm rooting for the Phillies. <laughs> but I think the Padres, uh, when they play next? Uh, we're playing the Phillies, yeah. Are you playing today? Again? Yeah, uh, okay. we're playing today. Game one, we lost 2-0. Yeah. But, so I'll be rooting for us. Yeah. But I think we could talk about the Dodgers forever. I mean, it was yeah. an incredible choke job. But I think we should transition to, to maybe, a, maybe a matchup that we have in the future coming up. Lakers-Clippers coming up uh, tomorrow. It's the, uh, the Lakers home opener, the Clippers season opener. I think the line is set at three and a half, so it'll, it should be a close game. Battle of the LA teams. Mm. What are you guys' predictions yeah, for that? Just checked. It was uh, minus, uh, Clippers favor by five. Oh, it was five. It, it used to be three and a half, five, I yeah. think. So a line movement after that yeah. game one opening, <laughs> opening loss against the Warriors. But yeah, um, I would probably have to go with Vegas on this one. Take taking the Clippers. Um, obviously, we saw the Lakers' first performance uh, last night in Golden State. Um, obviously they went up against a formidable, formidable opponent, um, reigning champs on ring night, obviously with Steph, Clay, Draymond, all those young guys. But I, I just, I don't know if this Lakers roster is just, it's going to cut it. Like, obviously they got, they got LeBron, AD, Westbrook, but their role players were just like really not doing it for me when I was watching last night. Like Lonnie Walker being like an everyday starter, Pat Bev, like, I just, I just don't think that those guys are really going to come through if this team wants to make it um, to the postseason and ultimately have a have a finals run. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about, you know, 2020 rings with, with the Dodgers and how we don't know if they were actually legit. We have the Lakers who also won, you know, during their bubble, and there's always a topic of whether or not they actually deserved it because obviously last year the Lakers were were not a great team. And it was so, horrible last year. So that conversation always got brought up, unlike for the Dodgers, where the Dodgers were actually great this year. So no one really brought that up until they lost. But for the Lakers, I mean, you know, 
I've always been a, a pretty big um, advocate for for them still winning a legit championship. I do think that was a legit championship. I think the reason why they've been struggling so much is because during that year, they put LeBron at the point guard a lot. They really used him as the one because they didn't have a legit one guard. So they just put him there, and he was great. And now what they're doing is, I mean, they have a lot of depth at the one. They have Russell Westbrook. They have Pat Bev. But none of them are that great. I think what they need to do is just put LeBron at the one. He's their best player at the end of the day. Last night, he was pretty good, shooting 10 for 22. He had 27 points. You know, he was, I mean, he's always a great force. Sure, he's getting older, but he's still one of the best players in the NBA. I think they need to put him at the one, and then maybe they got a chance at beating the Clippers. But until then, the Clippers got John Wall at the one. They got Paul George. They got Kawhi. I mean, that's an incredible lineup, and they got so much depth. So I, th- I think the Lakers got to consider maybe restructuring their, their lineup a bit. I think watching the game last night, the Lakers game against Warriors, the biggest thing that stood out to me is the Lakers just still don't have a reliable, consistent three-point shooter, which to be successful in the NBA today, you need at least one. Yeah, absolutely. Ideally more than one. But, I mean, I don't – they just – were shooting bricks left and right. I mean, the Warriors started to dare them to shoot three-pointers. They were dominant in the paint, which is great. But to be successful nowadays in the NBA, you need to have be successful in the paint and also have a threat beyond the three-point line. And, I mean, Westbrook obviously struggles usually to shoot those kind of shots. So, I don't know. I think not to beat a dead horse, but I think trading Westbrook trading – Westbrook would solve a lot of the Lakers' problems. I wouldn't turn them immediately into a title contender, but I think it just clearly isn't working out between both sides. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about three-point shooters, uh, the Clippers have Luke Kennard, who last year was uh, the NBA's leader in three-point percentage. So they have him. I think they're going to start getting him more minutes. Uh, He was phenomenal from three. And like you said, the Lakers just don't have that. Last night, they were 10 for 40 from three, shooting 25%. And they're... Their leading three-point shooter was LeBron, who was three for ten. I mean, so he shot shot ten threes, made three, thirty percent. That's not great. Um, you're absolutely right. The Lakers don't have a three-point shooter, and you really do need that to succeed. You look at their opponent last night, the Warriors. Obviously, they're known for their incredible three-point shooting, and they've won so many rings just doing that. You don't need to heavily rely on the three-point shot, but you need to have that at your disposal. Definitely. On that note, too, not relying on three-point shooting. One thing I love about the Clippers is, or specifically Kawhi and. Uh, Paul George, they're, they have perfected their mid-range game, which is sometimes kind of a lost art in today's uh, game, today's league. But I think they can, I mean, they can shoot the three, but their mid-range, it's like almost automatic from there. Yeah, well, so that's our that's our analysis on the, the Clippers-Lakers. It looks like we've all got the Clippers winning. Am I correct? Yeah. Yeah. I think they're going to do better overall this season, too. I'd project them to finish higher. I think they'll make it to the Western Conference Finals, but that curse may still haunt them. <laughs> yeah, as a Clippers fan, honestly, I'd, I'd be happy if we could even make the Western Conference Finals. We didn't we didn't have one until a little while back, so it took us it took us a long time to get there. So if we can make another one, I'd be happy. I mean, one of the most exciting storylines there, obviously, is Kawhi coming back, and you have John Wall now, so I think Kawhi will be... He took, like, a little longer on the recovery process in term like, not in a bad way, just being more cautious, I think which I think will definitely pay pay off for uh, the team making a deep run this year. Yeah, I'd hope so. I think it could be a really dominant force if we're healthy, but as we've learned, that's that's a big <laughs> if. 
But uh, let's talk about let's talk about another sport. Let's let's transition to football. We've got uh, we've got the Rams. We've got the Chargers. Both teams were one of the favorites to begin the season to uh, to go to the Super Bowl, and both teams haven't been terrible, but they've definitely disappointed some fans. What are your guys' thoughts on their performances so far? I think honestly, mediocrity has been the word of the NFL this entire season, outside of the Eagles who are undefeated and like. The Jets and Giants. How are... about them Jets, though? J- I was going to say the Jets. Hey, Jets, I was, Jets, Jets. I was oh, say the Jets oh. and Giants are a surprise, but I feel like outside of those three, maybe teams, the rest of the league has kind of been average, um, including the Rams and the Chargers. So I think, and the Rams are dealing with the Cam Akers situation, you know, and try still trying to get Allen Robinson the ball, which uh, we saw him score a touchdown on this past game against the Panthers and heading into the bye week, they'll hopefully get some health. Um, their offensive line has just been a like whirlwind of injuries and new players and switching players. So I think they're just this bye week is perfectly timed for the Rams uh, to come out against a division matchup against the Niners who lost to the Falcons are facing Kansas city. And then we'll have to travel and face the Rams. Like that's a pretty tough stretch so I think it's poised for the Rams to start making a comeback maybe they'll get OBJ back soon they're getting Van Jefferson back after the bye um once they figure out the cam makers who knows maybe Christian McCaffrey will come over just kidding uh (laughs) but I think the Rams are kind of poised to get their momentum back going and the Chargers are doing great too I mean they'll be having Keenan Allen hopefully returning soon I mean that was a great win uh Monday night that was Fantastic game-winning field goal <laughs> in overtime. Can't beat it. I mean, yeah. Look at me. Looking at the Chargers schedule. I mean, they got Seahawks next, and then they got Falcons. Should be two wins, and then they play in the 49ers on a Sunday night game. So that should be a that's the matchup of the week right there. And um, Chargers with Justin Herbert. I mean, you think he's the quarterback? You think he's the top five quarterback in NFL? Yeah, I think so. Like talent-wise, definitely. Like I don't think I I could pick. Like yeah, six guys I'd rather have on my, on my team than than Herbert. Yeah, I might I might put him top three in, in terms of just raw top talent. Three. I might wow. I might put him top three. I'd put maybe him, Mahomes, and Allen. Um, I mean I love so Rodgers. The next and gen. Ne- next gen, yeah. <laughs> I mean last year I would have put Rodgers in there easily. I, I probably would have still put him one, but after this year, after seeing what Rodgers has failed to do, even even with his terrible situation, I I might move I might move Herbert up into that top three category. But uh, but yeah, like you were saying, they got two potential wins. Should should be wins coming up. Um, that would bring them to six and two, which would be a pretty nice record. But even if they go six and two, I'm I'm still a little disappointed in their performance. I mean, you know, they sure it was a, it was a great win last night. Um, watching them beat the Broncos. Um, it was it was great for us to watch. I don't know if it was great for the Chargers to watch. I mean, you're playing yeah. a Broncos team that okay. was supposed to be great. Yeah. But they're not great, and you barely beat that team at home. I know. Let's ride. Not not so much the ride we're looking for right now with the Broncos. No. I mean, Russell Wilson is just he's not delivering on his multi-million dollar contract. You look at the Jets. I'm a big Jets fan. I think next week we're going to roll into Denver. We're going to kill them. We'll go 5-2. and two. Playoff talk? I don't know. I don't know. Bowl game eligible. <laughs> yeah, One more yeah. game and we're bowl game eligible. I think also for the Chargers, uh, Austin Eckler has really started to pick up his kind of bolster the run game which has been great to see and kind of takes the pressure off of Justin Herbert a little bit you know we talked about his raw talent yes he's arguably a top five maybe even top three quarterback in the league right now but 
you will see like you see a quarterback's performance start to decline when the run game is kind of isn't there or you know some of the receivers are out but with Austin Eckler really stepping up especially with Keenan Allen out I think that's huge for the Chargers and Justin Herbert yeah so looking forward for this team uh do you guys think they have what it takes to pull it out and win the division this year or do you think that it's going to go back to Mahomes and Kansas City Kansas City previously won their first matchup but it was a it was a very close game. That was the best Thursday night game I think we've had so far this year. It was just that little miscommunication that led to that like ninety yard pick six that really took him out of it. I mean, if you look at, I think the Chargers found a way to win because it was a, last year they were the best worst team in the NFL. They would go down to fourth quarter mm-hmm. ma- fourth quarter games. They would always find a way to lose. And if you look now, they they've won close games. First week Raiders won by five in the fourth quarter. Another game, they just won last week against the Browns by two. And then the, the the Chiefs game where they lost by three. But I mean that's three and one going that's three and one in games that are decided within a touchdown. And so I think that's the Chargers are finding a way to win and that's that's what you want in the NFL. Yeah, I still think I gotta take the Chiefs in this uh, in this battle for the for the division. At the end of the day, you know, what what you were saying was absolutely correct. The Chargers have a very, very strong history of losing close games. I used to be a Chargers fan when they were in San Diego, and that was a story every single game. And I hope that they can start pulling it out. Uh, I can hope that they can start, you know, taking these close games and, and, and not losing in, in a heartbreaking fashion. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs have done this for years. The Chiefs have been a really, really strong team, even before they got Mahomes, just because of their coaching. They have great coaching, um, and now they have Mahomes. They have great players. I think I just I would take Mahomes. They've been doing it for years, and I just think overall they've looked like the stronger team, even though they have the same record. I mean, the, the Chiefs won straight up against the Chargers, and even if you look beyond that, I mean, one of their losses came against the Bills, right? I mean, the the Bills are right now, I believe, the favorite um, according to Vegas to win the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. I mean, sure that's a loss, but how much of a loss is it really? I mean, you're, you're losing to possibly the best team in the NFL. Their only legit loss is, is to the Colts. And it was close to the end. It was very yeah. close. Yeah, that was a great yeah. game. Yeah, but their other losses to the Colts, and, and obviously that's one that you can't lose, so so that one goes against the Chiefs. But I think overall they've just looked like a really strong team. You have Mahomes, you have Kelsey, um, and yeah, I, I'd, I'd take the Chiefs in that battle. Maybe the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> What about the Broncos? Let's ride. ride. (laughs) ride. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. That was just a little bit of analysis on our our pro NFL teams. Uh, Looking forward to the rest of the year for for the NFL and and the beginning of the NBA season. And sorry to all you Dodger fans out here listening, but you always got next year. Go Padres. (laughs) Hey, don't get too confident yet. We'll see. I mean, down down 1-0 Padres. So, Like Dave Roberts said, Next year, mark it down. That's our year. <laughs> he said that last year, but hey, this is our year next year. <laughs> Might say that again next year, or maybe, or maybe they'll be winning it next year. We'll see. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been LA Countdown. I was your host, Nolan, and we have Nick, Ian, and Ava. Thank you. Thank you.